You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 94. Welcome to Heart Food. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo Ortega. This is a weekly podcast for introverted, super sensitive, smart, and deeply ambitious women who have a call in their heart that they deserve more. My goal is to give you more strength, freedom, confidence, and purpose in your life through the four different avenues that this podcast will be covering. Mindset, nutrition, health, movement, and cooking, business, sales, communication, and entrepreneurship, and lastly, spirituality and psychology. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and reach out to me at any time at Ashley K. Pardo. Share this podcast with others who you think might love it. And please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Happy Monday, friends. Welcome back to Heart Food Podcast. If you're listening to it on the day that it comes out, it is Monday today. And as I talked about in last week's episode, today's episode is going to be about how specifically you can begin counting your macros if you want to do that. So again, I always like to give the disclaimer that if you are not ready to do this, if you don't want to do this, if this triggers you, if it makes you feel obsessive or down in a negative spiral, then like it is totally okay. Sometimes this is not the best place to start for a lot of people. Sometimes it's never the thing to do for a big portion of people, but a lot of people ask me about this, so I did want to offer the information in a responsible way. And as I've been talking about in the last couple episodes, the way that I sort of feel about this is that, you know, I know how to do this responsibly. I know how to keep a good mindset as you do it and a good intention. And even with some of my clients, I don't allow tracking to be a part of their plan if, first of all, obviously if they don't want it to be, or if it feels like they, like it's just not something that they want to do. It's not something that I ever force upon them. I do, um, you know, obviously we talk about it in the beginning as a uh, suggestion, but it's like, it's really whatever you want to do in your life for your goals. And sometimes, especially if we're healing, which we talk about a lot on this podcast, this isn't the best place to start. Like you are not going to be happier or more joyful once you get to your perfect body or even by counting. Uh, This is not going to be some magic that gets you to your perfect body. I think that we need to do the work first of being happy with ourselves, believing we're worthy and uh, just that internal self-esteem and that confidence and building that first. And then once we've got that part figured out, which can take a long time, I know for me, it took many years. For some of my clients, it takes six months or a year, typically. That's pretty much the average. Um, And that is still progress. So even though I'm going to be talking about in this episode, how counting macros can give you, you know, physical progress if you want that or get you towards your goals in the gym, get you stronger, whatever it is that you want to do. Sometimes that's not the place to start. The place to start is really focusing on your intentions behind why you want to do what you're doing, the reason why you have certain behaviors with food, really working on that self-love piece and, you know, I might sound a little like airy-fairy by saying the self-love piece, but 
And I don't think it's like, just love yourself. It is not that easy. It's a process that we have to go through. So I want to let you know that just really reiterate that this is not something that you have to do. But for those who are interested, this is going to be an episode about how you can begin doing this and sort of the lazy way to do it if you don't feel like tracking everything, which I understand. I've been having a lot of fun this week and the week before this. I've been talking about to about over 10 of you who signed up for nutrition audits. I only have a couple spots left. Uh, if you want to schedule your audit, I'm going to be talking about it on social media soon. I didn't do it this past week because my slots filled up, but I will be announcing it this week. So if you want to get your slot in, make sure that you go to the show notes or to the link in my Instagram bio where you can sign up for a consult with me and we can talk about sort of what is going on with your efforts, what can help. I'm going to give you two takeaways with uh, what I think would make you really progress, just two dial movers. And honestly, this week, some of the people that I talked to, um, one of them I gave just really mindset suggestions because I thought that that maybe a little bit of nutrition, but mostly mindset suggestions. Another person I told that she is not in the place to lose weight at all. She had to fix her metabolism first. So when people come to me and, you know, I think many of us are just so desperate to lose weight. And maybe I'll do an entire podcast about this. And I have been here too, where we are so desperate to lose weight and to get to that body that we will do anything to get there, even if it harms us. And we will sort of get into that restrictive mentality to accelerate that process when the true sustainability in the process. And when I say sustainability, wow, how many more S's could I have said? When I say say sustainability, that really means getting to keep your results. So if you have to white knuckle, if you have to starve, if you have to deprive yourself, you will not keep your results. If you did keto and if you do keto and it works for you and you feel good, that's awesome. But like if you lost all your weight doing keto and you want to eat carbs again to a higher degree, that's not going to work. So the point is to have a healthy metabolism, which maybe I'll do an entire episode on the metabolism. I'll probably do a, a mini training on Instagram this week on metabolic adaptation, which really just means the fact that the body and the metabolism. So the metabolism, meaning the rate at which we burn food and energy and calories. So if you have more muscle, your metabolism goes up, you can eat a lot more, you can burn more. And if you are not eating that much or whatever amount you're eating, the body will just adapt to that. So the body's an adaptation machine. And sometimes we are operating on so few calories that to take us into a deficit, which is what it takes to lose fat or lose weight, non-negotiable first stop for weight loss, we do need a caloric deficit. So eating for health and eating for fat loss actually are not the same things. To eat for health, I would focus more on you know, nutrient-dense foods, mostly whole foods, reducing your sugar, alcohol, uh, you know, perhaps dairy intake if that bothers you, maybe gluten if that bothers you. 
Um, for fat loss, you really just need to control your calories. Now, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that I believe in healthy food and I believe in, you know, good nutrient dense food quality because that's going to help us with our blood sugar, with our digestion. It's going to give us vitamins and minerals, those micronutrients that we want. So sometimes we need to assess whether we are in a good place to lose weight, whether our metabolism is ready for it. Because if you're not, if you're eating like 800 calories and you want to lose weight, you're going to have to eat 600 calories in order, you know, you're going to need to go into a deficit. And then before you know, and then the body will adapt to that and then you have to get lower. So it's just not responsible to do that. And that is the last thing that people want to hear. I think you have to spend time uh, building your metabolism back up, building more food, getting to a place where the body is balanced and feeling good before you can begin to do that. And that's something that I help, you know, my clients go through if they are in that perpetual dieting state when nothing has been working and you're feeling like you want to cry and you're so frustrated that you've put in all this effort. If that is you, please sign up for a nutrition consult. I would love to talk to you about some tips that I could give you because I was in that place for a long time and At this point, I eat a ton of carbs and I eat over 2,000 calories every single day when I used to, I could only eat like 1,100 a long time ago and I couldn't lose weight eating 1,000 calories. So I understand what it's like to be in that place, but there is a way to change that. And with all the people that I've been talking to this week, so many of you are podcast listeners that I am like meeting for the first time. And when I say meeting, I mean like, I've never seen your comment on Instagram. I've never seen your name, you know, in an email reply, or I've never interacted with you in any of my free challenges or even my paid challenges. So there are a lot of people hundreds of people listening to this show that I don't know who you are. And I would love to know who you are. So sign up for a nutrition audit or even just send me an email. Uh, You can do that through my Instagram profile or if you're on my email list, just hit reply or just say hi to me on Instagram. Just send me a DM. I would love to meet you and talk about what brought you to the podcast, what you love, what you want to see more of. I'm just really sort of on a mission right now to connect more with all of you and see who else is out there because it is always the same type of person, very emotional woman, sensitive, uh, introverted perhaps, but also very ambitious. That is the type of woman that listens to this show. And I can't wait for all of the stuff that's going to be coming in the next several months in the business. I really can't wait to talk about it all. But in the meantime, sign up for your nutrition audit in the show notes and let's get into counting macros. So how do we even begin to do this? There are so many different ways that you could do this. I'm going to give you a really simple way and I'm going to give you the lazy way. And a lot of people use a calculator, obviously. There's many different calculators that you could use. The calculation that I'm going to be giving you is going to be very simple, um, but it is still effective. So whenever we, let's say you've worked with a macro company before, or let's say you are trying to calculate numbers on your own, there really is no magic number that's going to be like perfect for you. And if there is, we really don't know what it is yet because it hasn't been tested on your body yet. So if you're going to try to do this on your own, the best thing that you could do is get your numbers. And after you get them, the best educated guess, which is all we can do, 
at the beginning, even as a coach, even as somebody in a macro company, whichever macro company you want to use, or if you want to uh, do that in my coaching, the best thing that we can do as coaches, or even if you're calculating this for yourself, is to give a best educated guess and then the magic happens when you get the feedback. So if you have a certain number and you do that for a week, you practice it for a week and you gain weight, it's too much food. If you stay the same, that's maintenance. If you lose weight, that's going to be a deficit. So we want a deficit. So let's say you calculate your numbers, you gain weight over a week, you're probably going to need to uh, deduct a little bit or add in some extra movement, maybe just like an extra 20 minute walk per day. Um, and again, this is only if you are in a healthy place to lose weight. So if you're unsure of that, sign up for your audit. But I need to sort of say that at the beginning that there is really no magic. We have to test and observe and adjust. That is where things begin to start working because the body is not really a calculator. It There's so many processes that happen inside and we need to test it and adjust and see how we react to it. We're all so different with our ages, our activity levels, our gender, uh, what we do throughout the day, our metabolic history, our dieting history. If we've yo-yoed, this is probably going to be a little bit different for you. So the first thing I want you to do is know that, get a good intention it's for your fitness goals, if you just want to lose weight to feel better. Um, But if you're going to do this as just another thinking it's another diet or quick fix or a food savior, I would think again, because this is not that. Um, So this isn't something that's going to fix your relationship with food or anything. It can for some people in the sense of like, okay, I can see what portions might work for me and, and what would do best for me. But it is not going to be that magic pill. And I feel like so many people think that it is. This is simply just data that we can observe. So many people get caught up in the tracking as well. And I do think that in order for this to quote unquote work, you you just need to sort of buckle down for a week and track pretty consistently if you want to adjust and if you actually want to see some results from it, we do need to be as accurate as possible. Even if you're not hitting your numbers, quote unquote, you just need to be accurate and consistent. And the great thing about this is that we have the data and then we can adjust the data. So I would do your best to stay within plus or minus five for your protein and carb counts and plus or minus two for your fat count. So if like your fat allotment is like 60, I would stay between, you know, 58 and 62. If around that range, it doesn't have to be perfect. So don't make this another diet. Don't get caught up in perfection. Just try to be as consistent as you can on the days that maybe you're just at home or maybe you are just with your family or something and you can cook at home. Just try to be as consistent as you can in those cases. And then when you go out to eat, I don't suggest bringing a scale to a dinner outside of your home. If you want to do that, that's on you. I think that's too neurotic. I don't think that that is necessary for the layperson, maybe like a competitor or an athlete or someone that's in competition. But I don't think for the layperson that that is uh, necessary. And it can just make you a little neurotic and obsessive. So The numbers we're going to talk about today are going to be for your weight maintenance. So 
even if you eat at maintenance, which is eating for the amount, is the amount of food that's going to allow you to maintain your weight, you can still make body composition changes. So you might lose fat and gain muscle if you are strength training and your weight will stay the same. So when I look, let's say my leanest uh, or my best, I actually weigh a little bit, I weigh more than I did when I was not strength training or eating enough protein. So with the macro way of eating, you are eating quite a bit of protein, quite a bit from what we are used to. It's, you know, pretty balanced for the goal. So each macronutrient is going to play its specific role if it's balanced in this way. And that's something that I talked about. The roles are something that I talked about in the first episode of this series. But if you want to lose weight, then you do need to go into a deficit. So I would suggest getting your numbers here from maintenance, then subtracting another 250 calories that you can take away from your carbs and your fats, which I'm going to get into right now, and then adding in a little bit of extra activity per day to make your deficit at about 500 per day. And again, if you are starting out with not a lot of food, maybe you should eat at maintenance for a little bit. So this is why it's so important to be individual because I would hate for you to get a number and for you to do extra damage for yourself because it's too little because you're already not eating enough. So reach out to me if that is you. Um, So I do think that 250 calories is a great place to start, but I think for this case, try eating at maintenance for two weeks, you know, track, be consistent, see what happens. And then you can sort of get your maintenance calories, even if you don't want to track anything right now, or even if you don't want to do these calculations and you want to know what your maintenance calories are. What I would do is I would eat consistently over the next two weeks. I would track your food, see how many calories you're having, take an average of those calories, and then see what happens to your weight, you know, once a week for those two weeks. If it goes up, that means that that's a surplus for you. If it stays the same, it's maintenance. If it goes down, that is, those are going to be, that's going to be your caloric deficit number. Now, there are advanced strategies. I'm not going to be talking about advanced strategies here. I'm going to really just be talking about the basics. So if you are a person who has a medical condition, if you're pregnant, if you are postpartum, this is not for you either. This is for the lay person who wants to feel better. You're, you know, average woman or man or person who just, you know, wants to get stronger. So when we get our numbers, we're going to get the daily numbers of our macronutrients all in grams of protein, fat, and carbohydrate. You will need to use an app like MyFitnessPal, Fat Secret, or Macros Plus, trying to be as accurate as possible. And this is something that people get sort of, um, they get sort of, uh, I guess, weird about, not weird about, uh, take that back. They just, there's a little bit of uh, confusion here because when you say 30 grams of protein, it is not 30 grams of chicken, even though that chicken is protein. So you would need to have about 120 grams of chicken to get 30 grams protein. So having 100 grams of potatoes is not 100 grams of carbohydrates. That's going to be about 20 grams of carbohydrates. So make sure that the calculation that you're getting is coming from what you get in your app, in your tracking app, like MyFitnessPal, 
because the weight of the food is not the weight of the macronutrient, if that makes sense. So I hope those examples made sense. Uh, And you can really have as many meals as you want in this framework. The two things that we really want to get consistent right now are the number of calories that you're eating in the day and the numbers of your macronutrients. So I don't care if you have them all in one meal. I don't care if you have them in two meals and three meals and four meals. Have them as, as, as you need to in your schedule to make you happy. Don't worry about post-workout, pre-workout. One step at a time, let's just try to get our calories um, sorted out so we can get to our goals. And then we can adjust from there as needed. But I would guess for most of you listening, it is not going to be, um, you know, we won't need to get into those advanced strategies. And I do think that, you know, a lot of people put a lot of emphasis here on, you know, you can just have, fill it with whatever you want and you can have candy bars and you can have pancakes. And, you know, some, there's like so many YouTube videos about people doing IIFYM, which is if it fits your macros, that's what it's called. And they're just having a bunch of junk and they're losing weight and they're like, oh my God, I lost weight eating all this stuff. And I don't think there's anything necessarily, like if they want to do that, that's fine, but you're missing out on a lot of health, vitamins, minerals, um, whole foods, fiber. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jordan Syatt, who I love. I will put his uh, handle in the show notes. He just did a challenge where he ate a Big Mac a day for 30 days and he still lost weight, proving the point that you don't need to eat all whole foods in order to lose weight. You just need to keep your calories in balance for your goals. So you need to consume less energy than you are burning in order to lose weight. So have mostly whole foods, one ingredient foods, apples, chicken, potato, butter, rice, steak, scallops, mustard. <laughs> I'm just naming foods that are in my my fridge right now, you know, avocados, oatmeal. And then if you want to have like your chocolate or your wine or whatever, then have that. Um, but let's focus mostly on real food. If sugar makes you feel a little bit nutty, then, you know, have it in a way that feels comfortable for you or don't have it. Um, That is something that is so personal. So the first thing we're going to do is a lot of people use different BMR equations. So because this is a podcast, I'm not going to get into the BMR calculation or equation because it is very involved. It can be a little bit more accurate if you're interested in that go just Google BMR calculator or TDEE calculator, and you can get the amount of calories you should be having. I'm going to do something really simple for the sake of this podcast, and we're going to do your body weight in pounds to get your calories, your maintenance calories, body weight in pounds times your lifestyle factor. So your lifestyle factor will run in between 11 to 16. So 11 would be somebody who would be pretty sedentary, well, 16 would be a competitive athlete. So in this case, I'd give myself probably a 13 or 14 because I'm on my feet most of the day. I work out almost every day in some capacity, walks, yoga. So you would take your body weight in pounds multiplied by your lifestyle factor. So let's use an example, 137 pound person with a lifestyle factor of 13 it's going to be 137 times 13 would equal 1794 calories, about 1800. Those would be my maintenance calories. Now to get your protein, this is what we're going to do first. So we have our overall calories, 
We also know that each micronutrient has a certain amount of energy involved or another way. In other words, it has each gram of a macronutrient has a certain caloric content. So protein has four calories per gram, carbohydrates have four calories per gram, and fat, the densest of all of the macronutrients has nine calories per gram. So this is going to be important for us going forward. So somebody who weighs or somebody who has, you know, who weighs about 137 pounds has, let's say we want to do protein, set protein between 0.8 to 1.1 grams of protein per pound of body weight. So for 137 pounds times 0.8, let's say that's about 110. I'm going to take it up a little bit more to 120. So I'm going to set my protein. That's because I know I work out. I know that I, you know, I'm maybe trying to build more muscle. That's something that I always want to be doing. So my protein calories then, which is the first thing that we're going to do is get our protein grams, then our calories. I'm going to do 120 grams of protein times four. 120 grams of protein times four equals 480 grams of protein. 480 calories of protein. So if I know that 480 are the calories that I need from protein, and I know that 1800 are my total calories, if I subtract 480 from 1800, I get 1320. Now, when it comes to calculating your carbs and your fats, this is a pretty um, personal thing. Do you like eating lower carb? Do you feel better eating higher carb, lower fat? This is why it's important to, when it comes to the balancing of this, what matters most are the overall calories and the protein intake. The fats and the carbs don't matter as much because the protein matters because we need to be building and we need to make sure that we are keeping ourselves satiated on a deficit. So I suggest that you keep a pretty equal balance between, you know, after you calculate your protein and you subtract that from the overall calories that you can split it in half. So I have 1320 calories divided by two are my remainder for carbs and fat. So I'm going to divide 660 by four and I'm going to get 165 grams of carbs for my carbohydrate allotment. And if I do 660 divided by nine for my fats, because there are nine calories per gram of fat, I'm going to get 73 grams of fat. And that sounds pretty good and pretty sustainable to me. So my numbers then would be 1800 calories, 120 grams protein, 165 grams of carbs, and 73 grams of fat. I like having that balanced um, approach because if my fat is too low, then I'm not. it's not going to be sustainable for me. A lot of people put their fat at 40 grams and you have to work then to make sure that you don't get fat in your meals. You're not going to be able to cook with oil. You're not going to be able to eat fuller fat things like cheese, or you're going to have to eat low fat versions or take them out completely or not eat things like salmon or steak. And I like those things. So I like to have the moderate carb moderate fat 
moderate protein, but some people like going a lot lower fat, raising their carbs, especially if they're building muscle. But I think that it's okay if when you start, you start in a really balanced way because what matters is that it's sustainable. So let's say that I wanted to do a deficit then. I would take 1800 minus 250, or actually 1800 minus 250, which would be my deficit, that's going to be 1550. That's pretty low. But I'm not trying to lose weight right now. So I would have 1550 calories minus 480, because that's going to be my protein, keeping my protein consistent. 1070 divided by 2. 535 calories for fats and protein. So 535 divided by 9. 59 grams of fat. And then 535 divided by 4 is going to be 135 grams of fat. Carbs. <laughs> so then in a deficit, my numbers would be 120 grams of protein, 130, I would run it, 135 grams of carbs, and 60 grams of fat. So that is how you would do the deficit. So in review, the thing that matters the most is being consistent and tracking and adjusting from there. This is why it's so beneficial to have a coach to help you through this. In the next couple weeks, I am going to be announcing a specific program that I have for this that I have created for you all, um, where I'm going to be working one-on-one -on -one with people to help them with their numbers. So if you want to do mindset work, that would be included as well. And I will also be including over 12 hours of trainings in a nutrition portal that I've been working on. And if you're a current nutrition client of mine, you will get access to that portal but I've really been refining this program and I even got certified by um, the Nutritional Coaching, Coaching Institute to help people with their weight loss and with their macronutrients and to sort of help you get to your goals in that way. So I'm not going to be announcing that for another couple of weeks, but I wanted to get that in your brains if you were interested in working one-on-one -on -one with me because I would love to help you do this in a responsible way where we keep your mindset great, keep your intention high, we keep you feeling amazing throughout the process, and most importantly, your results will be able to last in a healthy way. So I hope this episode was really helpful for you. I hope you learned a lot. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me and ask. I'm always here for you guys, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. If these episodes resonate with you, it would be a huge favor to me if you could share it with the people you love and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. 